0: Number 198 from September of 2022, Spare the Rod. I was sitting in a restaurant recently waiting to have lunch with my buddies, and two men sitting in the booth in front of me were having a rather loud and heated discussion about their grandchildren. The issue seemed to be that they were not at all satisfied with the way the parents were raising and disciplining these grandkids. One of the men said, well, you know what the Bible says, spare the rod and spoil the child. That's right, the other agreed. I had my butt beat many a time, and I turned out all right. It took everything I had to not turn around and tap the man on the shoulder and challenge what he was saying about what the Bible says and about what parenting should be. I was able to keep my mouth shut, but now I wonder if I maybe should have said something. In the first place, the Bible never says, spare the rod and spoil the child. That is a quote from a 17th century English Puritan poet, By the name of Samuel Butler. What the Bible does say in Proverbs 13 24 is this, whoever spares the rod hates their children. Also in Proverbs 29 15 it says, a rod and reprimand impart wisdom, but a child left undisciplined disgraces its mother. The Bible says a lot of things about a lot of things, but we usually need to have some background and understand the cultural situation before we can interpret it correctly. For example, the reference to the rod has its roots in the practices of shepherds in guarding and guiding their sheep. The rod was a stout pointed stick that had two purposes. It could be used as a weapon to ward off wild beasts that would attack the sheep. But the other purpose was that it could be used as a moving boundary. The shepherd would throw the rod down on the left of the flock and then they would graze off to the right throw it to the right, they would graze off to the left. If he threw the rod out in front, they would stop. Thus, the rod was a crude version of today's invisible fence that people use to keep their pets in the yard. The rod was not used to beat the little lambs. It was used to set boundaries to keep them safe. The staff, or shepherd's crook, was used to pull up wayward lambs who had leaped down onto a ledge to eat a succulent tuft of grass but then had no way to get back up from the ledge. The use of the rod and the staff for defense, for setting boundaries, and for rescuing is why it makes sense in the 23rd Psalm when it says, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. If these had been used for beating the sheep, that wouldn't be too comforting, would it? People have used these quotes from Proverbs to justify corporal punishment on their children, but that is not what Scripture says. If you want to use physical punishment on your children or grandchildren, that's up to you. But don't use the Bible to back you up because it is just not there. The Bible is very strong about saying that children need discipline and instruction, but it never advocates violence as a way of doing that. Actually, the Hebrew word for discipline is the same word as the word for instruction. Some folks will maintain strongly that you have to use physical punishment or the children will never amount to anything. I would counter with this. I never even had so much as a spanking when I was growing up, and I made it all right. My father and his seven siblings never had a spanking. My two children, my sister's four children, my brother's two children, none of them have ever had a spanking. None of their children now have ever had a spanking. So that means that we have four generations of people who have never had any kind of corporal punishment, and none of us have wound up in prison. So don't tell me that that can't work. We did have plenty of discipline, however, when I was growing up, but just no physical violence. We had very firm boundaries when I was a kid that made me feel secure. I knew how far I could go and what I could do. Did I sometimes challenge these boundaries? Yes, I did but I never liked the way that I felt when I went astray because it disappointed my parents and they never disappointed me. I felt like I had let them down and they never let me down. What this style of parenting relies on is building relationship. I never wanted to lose the good relationship that I had with my parents, so for the most part, I chose to do things that would please them. I liked the way that dad coached baseball for me. I looked forward to the games of cards, Parcheesi, and Croquet that we had as a family where we teased and laughed at one another. I appreciated the times Dad would take me hunting and teach me things. I liked my mother helping me with my English projects. I felt secure in knowing what the boundaries were and exactly what the consequences were if I chose not to follow them. I recall a time when one of Dad's cousins was blowing off about how he had to beat his kid's butt over some misdeed. My father looked him right in the eye and said, If the only way you can get your kid to do what you want is by beating him, it's not your kid that's out of control, it's you. So, what the Bible says about parenting is that children need lots of discipline and instruction, but says nothing about using violence to do that. Children do need lots of instruction and lots of discipline and firm boundaries. They need a good example of what appropriate behavior is. They need time and attention. They need love and touch and caring. Those are the things that God gives us and the things we need to give our kids.